It's another special edition of the Unpacking It podcast as we're talking movies. Today, it's Remember the Titans, and we're going to unpack a dramatic scene toward the end of the movie, just after halftime, when Alan gives up his spot to Petey. How does this relate to our own lives? What does it look like to be humble and selfless and even self-aware of our talents and gifts? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about. Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports, and today, movies that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton, and we have got a fun one today because we are unpacking Remember the Titans. Is there a better football movie? Is there a better sports movie? Ah, I don't think so. It it is right up there for me. And I'll even go beyond that and say it's one of my favorite movies, period. Not even with the the qualifier of of sports. It's tremendous. So we'll talk about the movie and then we'll talk about a specific scene and and what we can parallel and learn from that 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 can hopefully challenge us in our own lives. Uh, Thanks to everybody watching on YouTube. We hope you'll subscribe to the channel and, and also share it with your friends. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook Live or, or Twitter uh, and LinkedIn, uh, great to have you with us as well. You can like, comment. We'd love to hear from you. And you can always email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com as well. Uh, also, this time of year, we are gearing up for the fantasy football season. And here at Unpacking It, we created a ministry resource called Fantasy Football Fellowship. And so this resource is designed for churches. It's designed for leagues. It's also great for you as an individual. And so we have content, fantasy concepts that relate to life and biblical truth. And and then we also kind of set up this framework for leagues to get together to to meet and discuss these topics and and grow with your relationship with one another within a league, but then also uh, grow in your faith and understanding of God's word and who he is. And so it's all kind of part of this fantasy football fellowship ministry initiative and, and encourage you to check it out, figure out kind of how you can fit in this season. Uh, we'll ha- actually have unpacking at leagues that you can join as well. So if you're looking for a league, uh, we've got that opportunity as well. So fantasyfootballfellowship.com and check that out. We are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Uh, we'll hook you up. Use the promo code unpack. You'll save some money, and you will enjoy the deliciousness of Sugar Creek coffee. It's handcrafted. It's small batch. It's it's artisan roasted coffee. They don't roast until you actually place an order. So it's it's fresh coffee delivered to your door, and and I hope you'll uh, check it out, enjoy it, and and as you sip your morning coffee, you can think about unpacking it. Maybe even pray for unpacking it. How about that? That'd be cool. So. Uh, but go check it out, sugarcreekcoffee.com, promo code UNPACK. Start your day with some good Sugar Creek coffee. All right. So, Luke, 
Remember, the Titans is the movie of the day. The last couple of weeks, we've done Rookie of the Year, Space Jam. Today, we will do Remember the Titans, and then next week, we will wrap it up with uh, one more movie. It's called Air. So hopefully, uh, people have been watching that recently, the Michael Jordan story. So I figure we take a week off and talk to Michael Jordan. We talked to him about him <laughs> last week with Space Jam. So we'll, we'll do that next week. But today, Denzel Washington, one of my favorite actors ever. I mean, can you name a bad movie he's been in? I mean, it's like, if he's in it, I'm in. I yeah. love the movie. And, and so I probably haven't seen every one, but I've seen most of them. But this is probably my favorite. Remember the Titans. And, and from start to finish, every element of the movie, mm-hmm. the soundtrack, the, 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 the dialogue, the plot, even the, the football action is pretty solid for a sports movie. The, the, the number of up-and-coming actors that, totally. that, that are seen in this movie, it, it's, just, it's just fantastic. And then, of course, the, the, the message and the inspiration and the awareness that, that you get when you watch this movie about what was really going on with the, the, the racial situation and tension and, and, and all that, especially for us that are younger guys that didn't necessarily grow up in that era we deal with things today, unfortunately, but to think about what was going on then and then to see such a beautiful story and, and kind of picture of what could be inside a locker room, outside of a locker room, inside a town where you see people coming together regardless of race and and, and despite some of the, the tension that was there to overcome that, it's awesome. So I can go on and on. What, what, <laughs> what's your takeaway from the movie? Well, so... It reminds me of when you read a really good book and you find yourself underlining what feels like every paragraph. That's right. And and I have that and so I'm like, I can't just underline the whole book. I have to be specific on what I'm underlining. Remember the Titans is like that in that there are 5, 10, 12 iconic scenes because you have some great sports movies where the ending is great. Or there's like one or two scenes that, oh, you got to see this clip. Remember the Titans, the scene changes. Wait, no, this one's great. I'm like mentally underlining all these scenes because throughout the movie, the next scene's better than the previous. It's better. It Another great scene. I can think, I mean, I was watching clips before the show and I'm going back, back and forth between my eyes are getting watery or I'm laughing <laughs> <laughs> or I'm getting chills. chills. And the whole movie is like that. The yes. whole movie is incredible. And as a kid, obviously, it's it's an incredible movie. And then as I get older and older, to see how it still holds up and in some elements gets better now that I'm getting older and I go back and rewatch it and I'm understanding the layers to the movie. It is just tremendous. Well, that's a good point because even now that I have a daughter, I have two daughters, uh, to think of Coach Yost and his daughter, totally uh, Hay- Hayden Penitary. Penitary is that how you say it? Yeah, uh, that actress where you know she was a young girl. In another, the movie, yeah, another up and comer, and she she became a, a relative star. And and then yeah, Ryan Gosling and and I mean the, you go down the list of actors, it's like wow. And and I was reading too the um, the importance for this movie to get Denzel. He raised the bar of this movie, set mm-hmm. the tone you know, just to how it was filmed and, and the other actors kind of rising to his level. Uh, that was so crucial. And I was also reading, too, how you know, this was a Disney movie. And so 
with Disney movies, there's certain, you know, you have to kind of fit into a certain box to a certain extent. And so some of the, you know, the, the racial elements, they couldn't be as extreme as, as what they were. Um, but they gave us, it gave us enough from a, you know, a family friendly film mm -hmm. that even I think, you know, young kids, when you, you watch it, it was such an eye opener and such an important thing for, for me too. You know, I think back at a, at a lot of these movies, glory road and coach Carter, you know, all these different movies that, that just give you a different perspective mm -hmm. on race and life and cultures and, and, and history. And, and it's through the lens of sports, which is great. And, and that, that's the, that's the power of sports. It's also the power of movies. And then when you mix it together, uh, it's, it's, it's just cool. And, and it's, it's yeah. Eye opening, life changing, heart changing in, in many ways. And so uh, I think, remember the Titans just, yeah, just lives on and kind of the weight of the movie is, is there, but the story it's based on a true story. So it's just so, mm -hmm. you know, some of it is Hollywood and Disney Disneyfied, which is you know, part of the deal, but they, they held true to the, the heart of, of what the story. They communicated is. the heaviness of it with, yeah, but definitely. in a clean, easy to take way. It's still a feel good, but it really does communicate the heaviness of the racial tensions as well. And then additionally, you have just the incredible football story. You have the element of watching really good leadership, the element of towns changing, people, character changes. It's There's so many like entrances to jump into the movie to enjoy it. There's so many angles to enjoy it from. Absolutely. And you know, from the sports standpoint, just what happens when you uh, mix kind of teams? So, you know, they're talking about inter this is uh, the schools are integrated. And so you've got the white school, the black school, they come together for, for one school. And, and we see this in sports sometimes where you've got, you know, the younger players, the older players, you, you've got, especially if a new coach comes in, you've got the old regime and you try to get everybody on the same page. And, and it's so hard in sports for that to happen, mm -hmm. but, but we see, wow, when it does and, you know, you, you, you figure out, okay, this guy fits on this side of the ball and, and all right, let's, Hey, some of the guys that, that were here, nah, you're going to the bench. Some of the guys are, are going to start. And, and so that, that was just kind of cool to see the, you know, the, the process from training camp all yep. the way till the championship game and the tweaks and the changes and, and how, players became you know better teammates better friends off the field but yep. then also working together on the field uh, even in the coaching staff cool. you have absolutely yost and boone coming oh together goodness. two head coaches yeah yost had to take a step down yeah and then boone at the end of the movie says you know what you're a hall of famer in my book like yost is a big deal and then you and have julius and gary slash jerry coming together and some of their great scenes of animosity and then becoming best buds I mean, gosh, it's just such a good movie. Oh, my goodness. Who's your favorite character? I love Sunshine. I think, I I think Ron, the, the Ronnie Bass character. I say this because as a kid, the play where he goes into the game, starting quarterback gets hurt, um, and Ronnie Bass goes in, and he does the play where he, he tells the lineman, hey, hey, let him through. And he throws the ball in ducks, and the defender kind of like, topples over him and gets hurt and as a kid i'm watching that and thinking this quarterback is a legend <laughs> for him to tell his lineman let this guy through i dreamed of making a play like that so that sports moment i think he's 
absolutely incredible. So I think his character, that comic relief, what he did on the field, the end of the game, he's throwing lead blocks for the other quarterback. So I, I, his character, I've always loved. He came a little bit later. Yeah. California guy. They had to cut yeah. his hair. That was that. He was he was a, he was a good character. I like the big lineman. Thought he was great. Yeah. Um, well, which one? Multiple, multiple big big linemen that had played good characters. Uh, well, the big, the big white guy from yeah. uh, I remember from Boy Meets World, but uh, but he he was great. And then at the end, he gets into college, and so that was yeah. that was cool. Yeah. Um, but the the scene I want us to focus on today because I think it's got a great parallel. There's so many lessons learned from this movie, but the this this is the championship game. The Titans are down seven. So they go into halftime. It's a big kind of dramatic scene during halftime. But then right after halftime, they're making all the changes, uh, you know, lineup changes and all that. Well, Alan Bosley, played by Ryan Gosling, so he was the starter at cornerback. And what ended up happening in the previous game was Petey Jones, uh, Donald Faison, Faison, who's a great character. Petey's a great character in this movie. Uh, he's a great actor, too. Um, so he, he gets frustrated in that, in that last game, the refs are, are calling terrible calls. Clearly, you know, they, they were racist and it was a, it was a whole thing in that last game. Well, Don, uh, PD had enough of it. So he, he walked off the field. He was frustrated and, and sort of gave up on the game, gave up on his team in that moment. And so now the championship game right before the game, he's, he's asking coach Yost, Hey, I, you know, I'm sorry. I want to play. And Yost is like, no, you, you, you let your team down and you abandon your team in the moment of need. And so you need to sit on the bench and show the, the, the support for your teammates. And so now here we are in the, toward the end of the movie, just after halftime. And Allen actually goes up to coach Yost and, and says, you know, he's been, he's been the fill in guy, but all season long, he was the bench player because Petey was a star. He was a star corner. And so this is what uh, Allen says to Coach Yost. Sir, I could play with Roosevelt, the previous team, but I cannot play with these guys. No, I tell you what, I didn't warm the bench all year so I could watch us go down on my account. Put Petey in. He's better. And then Coach Yost responds, you want him to take your spot? You go give it to him. And so what an unbelievable scene where now Allen goes over to Petey. Petey's just standing there, you know, watching the game. Petey, you're in. They you know, embrace. They're all excited. And Petey goes in, ends up getting a fumble recovery that leads to the victory, and the Titans win, and we remember the Titans. What an awesome, awesome movie. Awesome scene. And, and so the, 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 you know, the, what we see here is awesome in a movie. I think it's really rare. Like, think about in, in sports how often somebody says, Take me out, coach. The guy sitting on the bench is better than me. I can't think of too many examples of that. But but that's that's you see that seeing that, you go, wow. It's selfless. It's 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 humility. And it's also this self-awareness. It's an understanding from Allen to say, no, Petey needs to be out there. He he's better than me. Let 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 him in the second half, this is what the team needs. He, he's what's going to be best for us to have a chance to win this game and, and to go do that. And, and so in our own lives, are we self-aware of what we can and can't do? 
the gifts that we have and the gifts that we don't have. And ultimately, these gifts are from God. And so as we go to uh, Scripture, it says in Romans 12, 3 and 5, Paul writes this, uh, this is the Amplified Version, for by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and ability than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. And so, and then he also, we'll, we'll pause there for a second. So this, this is an important verse for us to, you know, just kind of consider in our, in our own lives. Okay. Who, who am I? One in view of, of who God says I am and what has God gifted me with the type of faith that, that he's given me, the grace that he's given me and, and how am I uh, thinking rightly, but then also to serve others and, and how is my mindset and, and posture uh, dictating and driving my love for others and my willingness to even say, hey, this guy's actually better than me at this. Let, let, let him step up. Let, let him step in. I'm, I'm going to step back here. You step in. You step up. I think I, God's given you, uh, you know, the, the gift in this area. You're better. Let me, let me slide over here. I'm going to slide over here. And, and the, the difference for us between football and life is uh, there's always a spot for us. We don't, have to, we don't have to remain on the bench. So in football, your role might be on the bench. In, in life, there is a spot for us. We, we've all been given gifts just to a certain degree. And, and so I'll let you jump in there, Luke. Yeah, I mean, related. I, mean, I remember Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. He's like, I don't call these guys role players. Like we're all, I call them teammates. That's right. And I, I think you're, you're talking about we have to consider who we are. An understanding of identity is so important because that – drives what we do, how we navigate certain situations. And my mentor has been, one of my mentors has really been trying to hammer this home in me and understanding who we are determines what we do, who God has made us, where he's placed us, that determines our behavior, our motivations, or it should. But in the fall, Satan reversed that to where now in the depravity of our hearts and our sinfulness, what we do, we try to, we try to do to determine who we are. We try to do to get value. And that the fact that Alan goes to Petey and says, basically tells coach he needs to go in the game. He's operating with an identity of I am a teammate here for the team. That's going to determine what I do. If I am a teammate first who cares about the team, of course Petey has to go in the game. Hmm. But if it's I he must do in order to to have some sense of purpose or identity. He's going to stay in the game because he wants to pursue uh, a feeling of a contributor. He wants to do on the field or in the game to feel like he's doing something for the team rather than my identity is now as a teammate who cares about the team, the best player should be in. And for us as followers of Jesus, our identity as we are in Christ, everything we've been given is from God. Mm. Now it's out of that I I can celebrate the gifts of others. Amen. I can celebrate what God has given me because ultimately my purpose, value, and identity is determined by God. Now I can just live freely rather mm. than I must hold on with a closed grip these gifts that yeah. God's given me use for selfish ambition. Or mm. if someone has a gift that I want that they have, 
I mm. must go try to get in the way of God using them because I don't want them to get glory. And then it becomes mm. a huge mess. But mm. what's our identity? And now what does that determine how we live? Well said. I, I think that's the, that's at the core of us being properly self-aware. And and so, you know, the, uh, I'm very passionate that we have to continue to grow where we're not always thinking about ourselves, right? <laughs> it's so easy. Just we're, we're, we're so self-centered. I was, I was just telling God today, forgive me. I, I'm so selfish. And it was just reminded of it today. And, and so um, we have to, we have to think less about, think, think of ourselves less. And, and so, but, 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 but along with that though, it's still being self-aware. It's being self-aware of our selfishness. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's being self, self-aware of, okay, God has gifted me in this area. Am I using that gift for his glory, for his purposes? Am I using the gifts that he's given me to serve the church, to serve other people, to, to point people to him? Or am I sitting on, on gifts and I'm not using them? Or, or is there somebody in my life that I can help build up and, and, and encourage them in, in their gifts? And maybe it means that I need to take a, a step back at, at times and, and say, no, you got to go in there. This, this, this is your chance. Um, and so I think, I think that's crucial. And so uh, as Paul continues in, in Romans, uh, he says, for just as in one physical body, we have many parts, and these parts do not have all the same function or special use. So we, who are many, are nevertheless just one body in Christ, and individually we are parts one of another, mutually dependent on each other. And so the, the, the great thing is we all have different gifts. We all have, have different abilities, and it comes from God. And so, sure, some people are better in this area. Some people are better in that area. And it's not even necessarily all completely even either. And, and, and so we have to trust God in that and say, no, man, th- th- this guy's he's got this, this area. You go for it. You do this role. You know, the, the, the arm, the hand, <laughs> the mouth. You know, they all fit together to, for the body. And same with mm-hmm. us, the body of believers serving his church. And so we step up when, when, you know, when we need to within our gifting and having a proper view of that. Not thinking that we're more important than we are and thinking, oh, well, I've got, I've got this gift, so I'm more valuable than you know, the, other, the other person. With That's their the gift. issue, though, is as people, we are quick to praise people rather than God. We're quick to praise creation rather than the creator. Mm. So if we giver. see these, and this happens in sports all the time. I, uh, Dwayne Wade recently was, maybe not recently, but I saw an interview recently. He's been talking about 2011 NBA Finals where they lost to the Dallas Mavericks. That Mavs team was the Dirk and Jason Terry show. Those were the two guys. But Dwayne Wade said the most valuable player in that series was J.J. Barea. And that his impact he made that they didn't prepare for. Is J.J. Brea the best player on the team? No way. But his role on that team was extremely vital. But our problem as people is we're not going to praise that. That happens. This happens in local churches too, where some people have certain giftings that we have put on a pedestal of, these are the most important. These people now are worthy of praise more than others. But with an understanding of we were all born in sin, we all need Jesus. We all need to repent and place our faith in Christ to be made right with God. 
and God and his perfect wisdom gives gifts, none of the gifts we have, despite how as people we may view their importance, all these gifts are from God. None of us earned them. There's no, there's no area or room for pride in, oh, I have this gift. Now I must be better than you. Mm. It's a foolish way of thinking. We did nothing to earn this gift. It's not in our own strength. It's been given to us from God. So are we going to steward it? But we're so quick to his people is, is to praise people. And we, we take God out of the equation, and then, just, and then it makes this hierarchy of, of gifts, which crushes unity, which is the whole point. Unity among the body. Mm. And it, from the football standpoint, yeah, it's team. It's about the team. And, and so, yeah, Petey, you get out there. I, I'll, step, I'll step back. And so the other part of this is the humility and, and the selflessness. And, and so we have to get to that, that point in our lives where we're, we're actually humble enough to, to think this way, uh, hu- humble enough about ourselves and, and humble, you know, to, to put ourselves in proper view of the power and might of, of God and that we're not God. <laughs> Everything's not about us. It's not about even what God can do for us. It's about what, how can I serve you? How, how can I serve you in, in, in your kingdom? Um, and, and so if it means, Hey, I gotta, I gotta step up. I'll step up. If I need to step back, I'll step back. Um, and so understanding that. And so we, we go to another verse in, uh, Philippians, it says, you know, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Philippians two and three. Um, and so is that how we live or, or, you know, I, I, I know I struggle with the selfishness a, a lot, selfish ambition. Um, wanting, wanting recognition too. Um, and you know, with Alan giving, giving the spot up to Petey, you know, there probably wasn't a ton of recognition there and that's okay, but he gets to participate in the winning in mm-hmm. the championship. And that's like, that's what, that was the quote too. It's like, I don't want to get in the way of us winning. So if our motivation is, man, I, I want to see God glorified. I, I want to see people you know, thriving and knowing God and fellowshipping with God and, and us, you know, operating together in unity. So what can I do to, to fit in with that? And, and so if that's our, if that's our motivation, then, you know, we win together. Um, and we, we experience that, like, like you mentioned that the unity together, uh, and then all, you know, ultimately we experience that victory in Christ together and, and we can encourage one another, celebrate one another, you know, different gifts at different times are, are, uh, important. Um, and yeah, and needed. So, yeah, I mean, there's a quote I was reading in a commentary from Charles Spurgeon. He's basically saying that men do not quarrel when their ambitions have come to an end. Mm. Uh, really selfish ambitions, because ambition, we want to be ambitious for the glory of God. But selfish ambition, when we lay that down, of course, there's going to be unity among brothers and sisters in Christ who desire to see God glorified, who desire to live on mission for the purposes of the purposes of God. So when we lay our selfish ambitions down and we repent and confess our desire for the recognition and approval of man, then now we live in the acceptance that God's given us already. Now we can live in that identity. It comes back to what do, what do we believe about ourselves? Are we truly accepted by God? And do we understand how significant that is, that once we were enemies of God, now he's accepted us and given us purpose and plans 
Now we can live in that. Now the recognition of man just seems, man, that's just not that important. That doesn't last. Mm. Now it is tempting, and that's for the rest of our lives, we need to be repenting of that desire as we battle the flesh. But there, God gives us moments in his grace of seeing that recognition you're seeking from man, oh, that's just so not worth it. It's so not worth it. But unity among the body of believers pursuing the glory of God, that is worth it. And part of following Jesus and being sanctified and being renewed by his spirit is seeing that more often and also repenting of the times where we are all out pursuing recognition mm. of, by people. Mm. What is God's best? And, and so we, we want to align ourselves with him and his purposes and his will and, and his glory. And, and that's, that's the, that's the goal. That's the, the, the bigger goal. That's the, the championship, right? That, that the, the Titans were trying to win the championship. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's best? What, what, what's going to, what, what, what is everybody's role for that to be the, the, the goal? And so for us, it's understanding, okay, here are my limitations. I, I need God's strength. And I also need other people and need to rely on other people and, and need other people to, to, to step up and use their gifts. And so how, how can I complement that and, 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 and be a part of the purposes of, of God and, and that be the, the motivation? Um, and so, you know, the other thing, too, just in this, in this conversation, you know, not thinking in, in Romans 12, you know, not thinking of ourselves more highly of himself. And, and our importance. And, and, and this is something you know, that I, I wrestle with at, at times as well. Uh, it, it's, it's just having that, that humble mentality of, you know what? God doesn't really need me. He, he's big enough on his own. But, but he invites me to know him and to participate with him in his plan. And, and so I'm not really that important but I get to do cool things with him. And so keeping that, that mentality as well. Um, and, and we want to use our gifts, but, but let's use them with the, the right mindset and, and heart. Um, again, like Luke's been saying you know, for him and for his, his glory. And so it, we think we're so important. Oh, I'm so important. My gifts are so important. They're more important than other people. And, and listen, I, I, I'm a lot, oftentimes when I serve, it's in, it's out front. It's at that church, it's on stage, it's in front of a microphone, you know, on the screen and all that. But, but I have to continue to remind myself that, that that's not more important than the person that, that opens up the church, that, the, 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 the security, the welcome team, you know, all these people, the, the ones that clean the toilets. Like the, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but, but we, in our pride and our arrogance, whatever it is, we think, oh, well, I'm more important because I clean the toilets. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're all battling it, whatever that role is. Yeah. But, it, but it's just humbling ourselves uh, before the Lord and, and yeah. saying, hey, I'm, 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 I've, I'm self-aware of who I am and back to the identity. And that, that, again, that self-awareness is, is so important. And I think it's also helpful to look at the life of Jesus. And Scripture tells us we can have this in Christ. When we're in Christ, now we can start embracing this humility and this <clears throat> not counting ourselves more important or more significant than others. Because in that Philippians verse that we read, Philippians 2, 3, 
right after that, so Paul's desire is to call the Philippian church to unity. And one of the ways is not pursuing selfish ambition. And then Paul goes into this beautiful, these beautiful few verses of describing Jesus, who, what more humble than Jesus, who is God, taking on flesh, laying his life down mm. for us. And we're going to sit here and think we're more important than others when Jesus, who is God, took on flesh, entered into a sinful world to lay his life down for us? What more humble than that? Mm. There's no room at all for thinking we're more significant than others when Jesus wasn't grasping at this significance. Mm. When he said, you know, I'm going to lay my life down for these people who I love. That, that is the example. And when we're in Christ and we have the power of the Holy Spirit, we can start doing that, not in our own strength, but in his strength as he empowers us. But again, that example, it's like, oh gosh, okay, I have no room to consider myself more significant if my Savior did that. Amen. And as God is in his amazing power and how he's in all the details, today I was reading and it just so happened the next chapter that, that I was reading today actually fits into a topic that we were already going to talk about. And this was the lesson that I learned this morning. And it's in Job. It's Job 42.10. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortune. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. And so the whole book of, of Job is him being tested. He loses everything. Health, family, money, all of it, gone. Will he continue to see God, know God, trust God, and and how will you know how will he get through this? And and his his you know, he's challenged, but in the end, his his faith uh, remains. But this this verse is is talking about how even the, the the friends that sort of betrayed him and were criticizing him and questioning him, he was actually praying for them. And and so oftentimes we're so focused, even in our prayer life, it's all about me what God can do for me. And, and we're, fo we're just, it's, it's back to the selfishness. It's me, me, me. And when we actually consider others more important, even in our prayer lives, God, move in their life. And we start praying and it frees us up and we become more and more, or more and more selfless. And so that's the goal that, that we become, we just pour ourselves out. And so Christ can be filled in and our perspective on others is, is strengthened. And, and so it all goes back to this humility, but but it's just it's just amazing this what happens with Job, then that un, unleashes the the restoration, mm -hmm. and because it, he he got to the point of where he was genuinely selfless, everything's gone. I'm even praying for other people. He needed prayer. He needed he needed to be restored. But he's actually praying for other people, and as he did, he got restored, and, and then he was blessed beyond belief, and and so. It's yeah. There's a lot there to unpack, but that's a little bonus from this morning. The mm -hmm. Lord working working on me and and working in my my time with Him. Um, so I'll leave you with that little little extra. A any any final words from you, Luke? Uh, that's convicting right there. Did not uh did not know that was in the plans to discuss, but that's <laughs> no, that's encouraging. Because I mean, I think you're just phrasing pouring ourselves out. If if we understand we've been given everything in Christ. There's nothing to hold on to. We now can be generous in our in everything in our life because we really have been given everything. And when we understand that, now we can pour ourselves out. Generous with money, time, talents, everything. 
Absolutely. And we could be like Allen, giving up our spot for Petey. Be like Petey, Allen. Get in there. Petey, get in there. It's your spot, man. Let's go. Let's go win this championship. So let's keep that mentality, unity, team mentality, others first, humility, being self-aware, understanding our, our identity in Christ, and, and relying on him. So, man, it's a powerful, convicting challenge for us today. And so thanks to Remember the Titans for encouraging us uh, still all these years later. It's, it's, it came out 20-some years ago. Um, still holds up. So go watch it. Even, even just watch some clips. Just uh, keep a Kleenex nearby. There would be some, some little tears, little tears, uh, some chills. I, I got chills, and then I was ready to, like, run through a wall, too. So it's like I got water in my eyes. I got chills, chill goosebumps, and then my blood is just pumping. Like, let's go! It's football season, baby. We're training camp is open. Let's go! So uh, next week we'll talk uh, air, and then from then on uh, we'll be we'll be talking a lot of football, a lot of football. Football season is coming. So thanks so much for listening today. I'm Bryce. He's Luke. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.